bright star, what a bright star. Pray with me. God, we love you and we thank you for today and we thank you for this worship experience and for our beautiful children that sang so beautifully and wonderfully. Thank you, Lord, for our dear sister and for our band and thank you for all the saints who have gathered in this place to give your name a worthy praise. Have your way in this place and speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit, and grant that we will hear you this day. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. I could really stop right here and just take a praise break. But I won't. I just need to. Just allow a few moments, huh? I, somebody else came and needs something along with y'all saints that are ready to run. Wow. You don't have to force it. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Give me a few moments, and I'm only gonna take about 20 minutes or so this morning. But I want to take this time now because I want to, I've been working on a series I just started with you. There's, there's uh, four parts to it. This is part two of this series. The series is called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And so I want to work on this, just I want to put this nugget in your spirit, just a nugget, that's all. I want to put it in there and I hope that you're going to take it from here and you're going to work on it because this is our summer work project. This is what we want to work on this summer. It's what the Holy Spirit gave to me to us to work on. And uh, all of us need to get through this, what we have to deal with. And so from Matthew chapter 6, which was read in your hearing, I just want you to look where, what, verse 25. And then drop down to verse 28. And then drop to verse 34, 31. And then verse 36. We're just gonna read those verses. They're gonna sound disjointed, but stay with us. Verse 25, 28, 31, and 34. Verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body or what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Verse 28, so why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Verse 31, therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about uh, its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Would you do me a favor and preach with me for a moment? 
Would you look at somebody and just say, neighbor, neighbor. this message is for you. Don't sweat the small stuff. And look at somebody else say, neighbor, neighbor. it's all small stuff. <laughs> you may be seated. I know it's so lively and spiritual, but I just want to take a moment. You know, the Lion King is being remade, and they've got folk like Beyonce on there. And they've got all kinds of new characters. But there's one scene from the original Lion King, which is actually being remade and not doing so bad. But there's an incredible scene that, uh, which talks about with a little song, Hakuna Matata. Can, can I just, I think we might have, oh yeah. Yeah. Listen, worry is unnecessary. The Bible describes it as unfruitful. And it tells us that it is unsettling, all in these few verses. It's unnecessary, it's unfruitful, and it's unsettling. Unnecessary because you don't change anything with it. Unfruitful because you don't gain anything by it and unsettling because all it does is mess up your day. Charles Spurgeon said something one time which really caught my spirit and arrested me. He said, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strength. Let me say it again. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strength. Worry makes you weak. Now, now I know, I know, I know, somebody just got offended. Let me say it again. Worry makes you weak. Now don't confuse that with the fact that you're worrying because you are weak. No, that's not the same thing. What I'm saying is worry is a natural instinct that helps us process next steps. But unfortunately, when we dwell on it too long, it becomes anxiousness and anxiety, and it begins to core at our very soul, and it makes us weak. We grow weary under worry. It siphons off our strength. It leaves us debilitated, disillusioned, disappointed, and in despair. Yeah. Don't give up your strength to despair. Don't give up your strength to being disillusioned. Don't give up your strength to the disappointments of life. Today, look at the person next to neighbor, neighbor. And I said neighbor, neighbor. Yeah. Take a stand today against worry. 
most of you might know, I grew up in uh, New Haven in the Ashman Street projects. For those of you who don't know that, Ashman Street was tough back in the day. And, uh, and there were times when um, the gangs and the bullies wanted me to either join or just wanted to humiliate me. Uh, they, they would chase me home. I, I can give you some stories about us getting the upper hand because I had three sisters that would all fight. But anyway. <laughs> they, they would chase me home, and, 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 but I wasn't fast enough, exhausted, I'd either have to slow down or just stop altogether. And they'd catch me and it wasn't a good outcome at all. The old saying used to be back then, a good run is better than a bad stand. Now I ought to tell folk who say that, that that works if you can run. One day I was walking home with a few friends no, they weren't good fighters, but they were good runners. <laughs> they peeped in the corner of their eye that those guys were coming again. Here they come. Let's make a run for it. This day, I didn't run. I stood there, said, bring it on. I started whooping, um, <laughs> I started exercising demons in the name of the Lord. I took a few licks, but I gave more. Look, I realized that trying to fight tired wasn't gonna work. But in my strength, I could handle some business. Listen, you better stay with me here. I never again had to run home because they thought it was not a good idea. You see, worry, is like a bully chasing you. Until you do something different, that bully will exhaust you every time and beat you down into submission and make you give up. You have to change something in you. The situation is not going to change. The circumstances will be the same. The bills will be at the house tomorrow. You'll still have to deal with a boss that's mean. But if you change how you handle it, your life will get exceedingly better. See, I think it's time to take a stand against worrying. You know, sometimes perhaps you unconsciously think that if you worry enough, uh, you can prevent something bad from happening. Or maybe, maybe if you worry enough, you can foresee anything that could go wrong. Or if you worry enough, maybe you can just about figure out how to work it out before it all goes wrong. But all it does is lead to high levels of anxiety, it leads us to being miserable. We walk around feeling beaten and defeated. We wake up from sleep and are still tired because we have wrestled in our dreams all night long and battled with the demons that we were unable to conquer during the day. And so we wake up tired. 
We go to bed tired. We feel tired. We're miserable. Our minds are sagging down. In the inside, we are imploded. And we look good so nobody knows it. We put our makeup on the right way. We put our hairdo on the right way. We get the clothes on the right way. And nobody knows that you're miserable walking every day. Every day, your mind is racing and running. And you're trying to figure out and worrying about bills that you don't have enough to pay. You're worrying about money that didn't come in or things that should have been taken care of and what my spouse did or didn't do. And now you're a whole mess. And until you figure out something different, you are on the verge of breaking down. Yeah. Something has to change. You know, sometimes I think believers automatically think that when they pray, God changes every situation. Sometimes God does not deliver you before the fiery furnace. Sometimes God does not deliver you before you get to the lion. Sometimes God does not deliver you before you get to the bear. Oh, y'all ain't helping me up in here. Sometimes there are things that you will go through that are unpleasant, that are part of the vicissitudes of life. Yes, you will deal with sickness. You will deal with death. You will deal with disease. You will deal with hurt. You'll deal with hardship. But it's a matter of how you deal with it will tell the difference of whether you enjoy life or you're being beaten by life. You're not the first one to have a broken heart. You're not the first one to have a bad day. Boxer the other day had his son in a match with him and he lost. It was the first time his son had ever seen him lose. And his son was about to have a fit. He was crying miserably, couldn't get under control. He said, son, if you get in the ring, some days are not always gonna be your day. He said, the boxer looked at him, he said, I know I shattered your hero thought of me today but you became my hero if you learn that life doesn't always go easy. Some of us have to get it in our mind that all the things you pray for are not going to be answered the way you want them to. Yes. You just may get a diagnosis you don't like. Yes, you just may have to handle a situation that is uncomfortable, yes. And what makes you believe? I, I, I struggle here. I was praying, visiting some saints and one parishioner felt who was passing away was wondering what did I do what did I do so wrong to have to go through this? Wrong? I can say unequivocally, you did nothing wrong. 
This is the natural course of life. We live, we die. It's the course of life. You don't have to be evil or bad or wicked and God does not have to be punishing you because you go through. Don't equate every bad situation to a God punishment. God doesn't work like that. Okay. I want to bless somebody right now with a changed mind. I talked about your mind being challenged and that's the first point from last week. This is the challenge I told you I was going to extrapolate on. I want to talk about how you can get your mind wrapped around what's going on with you. The first thing is to trust God's determinate providence. Trust God's determinate providence. Listen, I still believe that God is in control and if God is in control, I believe everything's gonna be all right. Okay, I, I got a different scripture down, so A.V., you have to forgive me right now. Uh, Paul says, I don't really care what happens to me right now. If I live, it's all good. If I die, it's all good, y'all. I know that's not exactly how he said it. That's the Benjamin Watts Ebonic version. Let me put it in the in scriptural language. He said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's all good. See, that's when you begin to trust God. That I don't care what God decides to do, I'm going to be all right. It's going to be blessed no matter what happens because God's going to bless this mess. It's going to work out in my favor. I'm a Romans 8 and 28 soul. All things are going to work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose by Christ Jesus. And since God knows I'm here and God knows I'm going through, it's going to be all right because my heavenly father watches over me. Jesus says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Look at somebody say, don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing going to be all right. Don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing going to be all right. Don't worry about a thing. I thought you were Jamaican. Because every little thing going to be all right. Ah! I'm taking your Jamaican card back, boy. You ain't got it no more yet. You're a fake Jamaican. Fake. <laughs> I'm taking your card. Ah! I got to hurry, y'all. I said, Philippians 4 and 6 says this. Are y'all having a good time? This is church, y'all. This is where you ought to have church. You ought to have church and laugh and enjoy and learn. Come on. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. You know, that's when you get to where I told you a few months ago. You stop praying for stuff 
and you start praying to be in his perfect will. I told you the best prayer you can pray, Lord, what's for me, bring it to me. What's not, push it away. If what I want is going away from me, it's because it wasn't for me. It'll cut out 90% of your sadness right there. Because if you'll be happy with what God gives you, you'll be happy all the time. Okay, yeah, stay with me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, I get my peace from trusting God and God's providence for my life. I lose my peace when I trust myself and my desire for my life. Come on, I'm, I'm almost done. Number two, I need to trust God's daily provision. Trust God's daily provision. He, he says to them, look at the birds. Verse 26 of, chapter, of Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? Listen, listen, listen. He says, you need to realize that God will provide if he provides for these animals in the animal kingdom and in natural order. Aren't you more valuable than they at the highest end of the order spectrum? He says, God provides for them. Why won't you think he's going to provide for you? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. The psalmist says, Psalm 68 verse 19 in the old King James Version says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. I, I just, I like the KJV on that one. He daily loadeth us with benefits. Tap somebody, say, neighbor, I got a benefit package today. It came from my God. No, I got to get out of here. Don't you think that he wants to bless you daily? That's why Jesus told you in the model prayer to pray, give us this day our daily bread. I can trust in the daily provisions of God. God's going to provide all of my needs. Touch somebody real quick. Just say, neighbor, according to his riches and glory. And heaven's not broke. My time is up, but I got to get out of the way. So here's the last point you got to come. See, this is a change of mindset. I really want to get your mind wrapped around this. Because as you change your mind around things, you're going to think differently. When you think differently, you go back to the same situation and you'll have a whole brand new set of eyes on it. You'll look at the whole thing different and all of a sudden, what looks so bad won't be so bad. And you realize there are ways to make it better. Help me somebody. Last thing. Last thing. If, you, if you're with me and you, you got it, I, I'm going to trust God's determinate providence. I'm going to trust God's daily provision. But finally, I'm going to trust God's divine promises. <sighs> See, here's the good news for somebody that don't, that don't know it. 
God's made some promises that he's going to keep. And since he made a promise that he's going to keep, I don't have to worry about what you think about it because he's made a promise that he's going to keep. I don't have, you don't have to wonder whether he's going to do it. He's, he promised, and when God makes a promise, God keeps God's word. God has not slack concerning his promises as some men not count slackness, but the promises of the Lord are yea and amen. And when God spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. And if God promised that he was going to bless you and make you the head and not the tail above and not beneath, you can hold on to it uh, because God's going to keep his word. He's good to his word. And what the Bible says uh, is that God promises here that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness that everything you want I gotta get out of here y'all that everything you need that everything you desire will be added unto you and I don't know how you feel about it I may not understand how God's going to fix it. I may not understand how God's going to work it out, but I got good news. He will work it out. Have I got a witness? Won't he work it out? Hakuna Matana, it's my problem-free philosophy. No worries, because I've got the Lord on my side and greater is he than he that is in the world and if God be for us have I got a witness if God be for us who thing can be against us it's gonna be 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 all right. All right. Yeah. 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 Come on, give him a praise. I extend to you an invitation. Maybe there's somebody here today.